Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I'm Matthew Elliott. And a day out in London, chilled by the Thames, took over the the well, took over the Thames, didn't we? I think the Pep stole my picture. Uh, charged look, him for that, by the way. No, no, you no. Definitely, you should definitely charge him. Didn't even get a mention. Shocking. Uh, but yeah, it was a. Uh, oh, I know, mate. I know. Shocking. Great day out and uh, three points at the end of it. Yeah. And stop. more importantly, sorry, sorry to cut you off there, but more importantly than the actual, th- I know, mate, I know. More importantly than the the three points, I think we actually started playing a little bit of football. There wasn't a, a massive massive amount of end product there, but we started playing a bit of football against the team that have done very well this season. Yeah, it was a. Uh... It was a pretty. It was. I think it's what I call a solid professional performance. We seem to do nearly everything right. I mean, you you're right in saying that. You know, the, we played some nice football. Okay, that we we did create chances, but maybe we didn't create as many as we we probably should have. The back four were, were solid. Camp was really really good. There wasn't really anybody that put in a a bad performance. Everybody just did their job really, really well. And we, it was a really well-earned and hard-fought win. We, we, we just seemed to be good at everything on Saturday. Which I don't know if Charlton were off the boil a little bit and they were missing Lyle Taylor and you know, John, uh, Johnny Williams came on in sec- second half, late second half, and made a bit of a difference for them. But I, it's just, I, that was probably our best performance of the season quite comfortably just because we seem to everything just sort of seemed to click. Yeah, I wouldn't say clicked, at the, or that everything clicked, but it was much improved. And as we've said, weeks and weeks upon weeks, it's going to be little baby steps to see an improvement. Now they've had the uh, international break; they've gone away. Players have had time off. They've came back in. They've obviously worked on some stuff, and yeah. they, we've seen the results of that. I think at, at Charlton. Now there's, there's there's a lot of work still to do to to get the end result. I think, but it was an improvement, massively. Well, it's improved. it's a step in the right direction. I think I say, maybe I used the wrong word when I say click, but it just seemed that everything seemed to sort of go in our favour. I think you know, Pep said actually said in his interview afterwards when we when we needed to be good we need to be good when we need to be offensive we need to be offensive also when we need to be offensive we were offensive not in a fuck you you twat kind of way well, but when well, we, were, we were that as well if you uh... <laughs> well it sounded like it but <laughs> uh, and, and when we were lucky, when we needed to be lucky we were lucky and I mean I thought that was quite a it was, it was quite a good quote but philosophical I mean, yeah, in, in a sort of uh, Spanish-Catalan kind of way. I don't know. Philosophical in a Spanish-Catalan football manager kind of way. In, in a kind of way, yeah. yeah. So our possession stats weren't particularly high, I think. Um, Charlton's was like 60-odd percent, and we had 30-odd percent. But see, we used our ball. We, we used the ball. Um, we, we used our balls. We we used our big kahunas. Um, we, we think we were a little, a little bit more intelligent. Our pass accuracy was a little bit down compared to Charlton's, but 
we never until like the 70 fifth minute or something like that we never really looked under threat no, now johnny williams was the the big oh he the, made a massive difference yeah and a few charlton fans afterwards that i spoke to did say that he was probably a bigger miss than than taylor because he is he kind of orchestrates things in that final third um, and you could see that when he came on, he did cause us a few problems and yeah, camp had to make a couple of, couple of saves. But, um, yeah, so it clicked probably not the not the right term, but it it definitely looked like we shifted in another direction. We weren't negative. We tried to play front foot football, but we were solid as well. So yeah, it was it, it was a really good step in the right direction. And well, I'm still trying to get worth. Get sorry, my, just, sorry, just but in worth pointing out before we move on too much as well that. You've just you've just mentioned Camp. Now he he's he made two great saves. He, he really good saves. The, I thought the second one was was quality. But I I was impressed with the first one as well. That was one that last season he wasn't getting down to. Um, yeah. So he's done, obviously done a lot of work, and he deserves credit for that. It, yeah. And and the coaching staff as well. Um, but yeah, sorry, I just wanted to throw that in. No, no, it's fair. And his, and his shithousing was absolutely on top form yep. as well towards on the end point. of the game. So, yeah, <laughs> really, really good. Uh, now, we apparently lined up to the media as 442 or 4-4-1-1. And you were at the game. I was watching it fire other means. Can, what did it look like to you? Because like, to me, it looked more like we played... Uh, the back four goalkeeper obviously but then having Sunich and Davis is almost holding and then Bellingham Crowley and Morabti as a three sort of buzzing around Jukovic that's what it looked like to me not 4-4-2 four, 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 yeah. four, four, when, when we were attacking I'd agree with you it, it definitely did um, it when defensively maybe a bit more a bit more structured in the 4-4-2 four, four, um, yeah and, and maybe 4-4-1-1 four, four, one, one, so allowing a bit of cover for the fullbacks but definitely yeah. I thought going forward it, it did look more of a more like they were they were in a three attacking yeah. and you mentioned fullbacks and I thought that could potentially have been Colin's best game for us yeah, now I know he's had quite brilliant. a few good games for us but for me that sets him apart for many of the other right backs or full backs in the league. He was just great on in in all phases of the game. I really, really impressed with him. I haven't seen him have a game that good. I don't know for for, for quite a while. I yeah, don't know what you thought. He, he, he had a really good game. He was uh, very, very good, very strong. And the obviously the run that resulted in the goal as well. It was yeah, uh, that was a lovely goal as well. It was, it was very, very well, well worked. worked. Yep. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> quick, yeah, quick, uh, quick head up from Morabdi to put a really nice ball across the face for for Bellingham as well. I was, yeah, it was quality. It was. It wasn't a, a rushed. I'm in a position. I'm going to take a shot and smash the ball and and slice it wide. It was very well worked. He, yeah, he, he had a look across, saw that there was someone. In, I mean, there was acres of space for Bellingham. Yeah. Um, couldn't actually see Jude strike the ball. We just saw him run onto it and then heard everyone yeah, else. Yeah. Everyone else. No, you couldn't actually see the goal. Oh, really? From where we were. <laughs> so we were looking down um, and we were relying on everyone else's reaction. Crowd reaction, yeah. yeah. So it was but, like, um, as he struck the ball, it was just like, right, wait. 
But, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was a uh, finished well because he was obviously had a defender sort of sliding. I've seen it. I've seen well, it since. So. I have seen it since. <laughs> Definitely. You sure? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't okay. have to tell yeah. me. I was just. I was just, I was just <laughs> reiterating it. it well. I thought it was. It, he finished. He, I did think he did take it well because the, the, the defender was sliding in on him, wasn't he? So well, he only had a very we, small gap to. We've seen oh. seasoned pros that have struck them and and or pulled away from them and then ended up not getting enough on the ball or not getting a clean strike on it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen one of our players put Sky over the bar from about that distance earlier on this season. I'm not sure if it was Gary Gardner or David Davis, maybe. Somebody had a chance. Probably scooped out for a corner if it was Davis. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. I think it went over the stand. (laughs) Um we yeah so the finish was great by Bellingham but I'll be honest and I'm sure a lot of people disagree with this but I thought no. he was you're, the, I know I know very, I know what you're going to say and I agree with you and we said it very on the way rarely back. involved and actually at times looked and I don't he looked like I don't want to say little boy loss or look maybe a little slightly out of his depth at times it's just oh uh, you yeah. see I, I'm not going to agree with you then I thought but I, I thought he, you were going to say he didn't look as involved in the game and now I didn't think that he was massively involved in the game and he took the goal very well but I wouldn't say he looked out of his depth the only thing the only reason to say is there's a few times when Pep Pep came out and was actually shouting instructions for him to come back and defend a little bit deeper or uh, like close down his man a couple of times he hadn't done that now don't don't get me wrong I'm not slagging off his performance at all but I think it was probably worth remembering he is 16 years old as well so sometimes you will need that bit of encouragement and, and that he'd been away and played three two or three games in the the fortnight that everyone else yeah. had, had their feet up or whatever it was yeah which which brings me on nicely to like we spoke about it in the last podcast that we thought he might be rested mm-hmm. and Pep alluded to the fact that he had to be looked after and had to be re- and could be rested, uh, protected, which he then mentioned after the game as well. Yep. Now, I got the feeling he wasn't going to be involved on Saturday. Then suddenly he was he was involved on Saturday. Is the do you think there's pressure from fans or from maybe within people at the club at the at the board or you know? somewhere else within the structure of the club that maybe putting a bit of pressure on him to have him involved more often because maybe promises were made when Gary Monk went or maybe for other reasons. I don't know. It could just be, you know, taking a complete shot in the dark here. But I feel like something else could be at play. We'll never know. And that's the, I think that's the, the, be all and end all of it is that it's always going to be something that could be going on but that we'll never know it will never it will never truly come out um would i i'd have rested him yes and we spoke about that last week um i think it showed by the fact that he that how his legs turned to jelly on was it about 60 odd minutes was it 70 minutes um 
and I think he cramped up and yeah. he, he just had to go off and he was sort of he was actually at one point screaming over to the bench sort of saying I've got to go off of like open yeah, his you arms can see, open you can see him saying that he, he needed to come off um, they, they've uh, got to look after him though Pep, Pep is completely right about that so if there are if there is pressure from other quarters they need to do the smart thing because you know he's an asset to the club and he's going to be a massive asset to the club further down the line providing we don't lose him before they need to look after him. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent on that. It's uh, it's one of them things we've. There's, I think, there's always going to be. He's always going to be seen as this rising star and this next big thing, and there's probably going to be pressure for, for them to push that. Yeah. But I hope that it. I just hope that it's managed, and you don't want too much on him at, and too soon. But then uh, that that said, I'm sure that he can. I'm sure he can withstand it. But you know, after the after playing a, a couple of games or whatever it was in the the international break, then coming in, he could have maybe done with a bit more of a rest. But yeah, he's ultimately, mate, he scored the goal. He. I think his awareness has, has scored in that goal where other players that might have been on the pitch might not have picked up on it. So at the end also of the day, it has, it, ha- it has got us to win there. So who are we to argue? <laughs> yeah, it's true. So whoever made the decision, well done, because we, yeah, we won the game. And he's, he's, what does he average now? Does he, he scores a goal every... 70 minutes or something. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> work, something like that. I don't could, could work it out, yeah. So if he carries that on to the end of the season, I think we've got a good chance of going up. <laughs> um, I always going to give a shout-out. Obviously, Murabti got the um, got the assist, but it was great to see him back and Magoma, I thought. Um, certainly when Magoma came on in the in the second half, give us a bit of an outlet down that side. It's a couple of times. I think he's had a bit of ring rust. A couple of times he seemed to almost fall over the ball, but somehow managed to keep it and then drag it 30, 40 yards up the pitch a couple of times and really took the pressure off, which we needed at that point because Charlton had been uh, been knocking on the door. But really, really good to see them uh, both back and have a bit of an impact. So hopefully they can both stay fit now. Yeah, I've, I've been a, a fan of Mirabti since he joined. I think that technically he's a very good player. Um, it'd be nice to... To see him involved a little bit more, I think the now I know a lot of people have been saying about him that he's he hasn't really done much up till now. I think it's probably been quite difficult because he was in last season and the, maybe the the style didn't suit him massively. The um, the the fact that he'd maybe not been playing or training for a while um, would have hampered him. He's came back this season, uh, had a pre-season, then got injured. Um, it, yeah, it's it's one of them where I think technically he's a very good player. You see, he looks a very good player, and he looks like he could be very useful. So hopefully, hopefully he's uh, he kicks on. Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's probably worth mentioning. He hasn't even been in this country for a year yet either. So there's a lot. Of, whilst he is his English is very good, or he might say. Really amazing. Um, um, I, I like 
it's a it's a different culture. So and he does seem to be like one of the group as far as you can see. Does seem to get on with everybody's always really happy in post match and pre match interviews and stuff like that. Um, but it's a big change for him moving from a different country. So take that into account. But you're right. He, he spent a lot of time on the bench just waiting to get opportunities and having minutes here and there. Did his did last year's style of play suit him? Maybe not. But you know he's definitely got ability, so I'm really look forward to seeing um, a bit more of him now. And given that they're going to use him in a more advanced role, and we don't have a third striker uh, present or senior third striker, we we probably will see a bit more of him. I think. Yeah, if if that is a three that they were playing with at the weekend as well, um, three in in and around the striker, I think that that will suit him as well especially having the the others around him that are on the same sort of wavelength and the the sort of movement that Jude showed um for the goal it's the type of thing that he's going to thrive off supplying that sort of yeah. sort of ball in there so fingers crossed it's looking up definitely are we going to discuss uh ballgate as well whilst we're on the subject uh, of of Charleston is it Mr Gardner <laughs> kicking the ball onto the pitch yeah, well, yeah. I think it seems it was it was Craig. So um, obviously, Lee Bowyer was none too pleased about that. But fair play to Pep; didn't want to get his staff into trouble. Took the uh, took the booking and then took the punishment for around him. a fox aimed at <laughs> mate. He was absolutely. I don't know if he showed it on the uh, on the clip, but he was absolutely incensed. Um, did, did you did you see that on the stream? Oh, all I could see on oh, stream. Who was watching a stream? I mean, on the uh, TV. Um, uh, you were in Ireland, so, weren't you? So you can watch it. Yeah. No, wink, wink, I, wink, I was, wink, wink. Well, yeah, 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 that's where exactly yep. it was. Yeah. Yep. Um, I. So, Bowyer was doing his nut. Now I don't know what um, Pep. I couldn't see Pep doing anything other than he's obviously took took the rap. But yeah, it's quite okay. funny in his so. After, after the after Pep had the booking, he yeah. then turned around to whoever it was. He couldn't really tell because it was just aimed over towards the bench. Yeah, and sort of gave a signal with his arms as if to say no more, no more. <laughs> and, uh, little Spanish accent on. There. Um, but he kept referring to Lee Bowyer as Mister Bowyer in all his post-match interviews. I don't know why Mister Bowyer was so so upset, but he needed to calm down and not. Uh, throw balls into our technical area and I was just like Mr. Bowyer Mr. Bowyer <laughs> Mr. Bowyer though on uh, on his post match post match post master that sounds like it's something I'd buy something from shopping channel at three in the morning yeah, yeah. or J- JBL the poach master <laughs> <laughs> mate if yeah. that isn't something already we need to have a look at making this or getting someone to design it for us I think we're on to a winner football shaped poached eggs yes um, so in his post match interview um, Mr. Boyer actually said that he was just throwing the ball back. Oh, I'm fucking just throwing the ball back over there, ain't I? And they're I wasn't fucking, fucking they're, aggressive. They're fucking 20 yards away, ain't they? How the fuck am I going to get over there without fucking throwing it at him? You know what I mean? So it was just like, yeah, you could have just thrown it underarm to him. You, you, you haven't really got a leg to stand on there. He mentioned that. He said, like, what's we're supposed to do? Roll it across the ground like a pea. 
is yeah. I think he actually I think <laughs> yeah. he actually something along those lines, which was just like fair enough. But he was obviously pissed off, but you know he he got sent off. But he's um I read today that he's not going to get a touchline ban, so he's allowed back into the dugout this, this weekend. As good 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 little reaction from the Blues fans as well, which was nice. Yeah, it was really nice, and he actually said himself that he wasn't expecting. He said he expected a a good reception, but he wasn't expecting the type of reception that that he got. So I think he was quite taken back by that. He was still talking about it a couple of days later in something like the London Live Press or whatever, whatever they call it. So obviously made a, an impact on him. That's us just buttering buttering up for the uh, for the next Blues job, I guess, is it? Yeah. So he so he knows he's well loved. Opening soon. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Well, funny you should say that. So, created a nice segue there. There's so, another person who was watching the game actually at the Valley on Saturday was, now I think it's pronounced Zhao, Wen King Zhao. That was Wen King. Wen King? Wen King? I'm sure there's another way of saying that. Maybe we should have got Daniel Ivory to tell us how to pronounce it. But anyway. Um, he is kind of he is kind of like the right hand man to the owners he always appears when well he appeared when Cottrell got fired and Monk came in I think he appeared when Monk went so he always seems to be milling around when there's stuff going on and I can't remember if we talked about it last week on the podcast that some of the big bods were down did we mention that or uh, not I can't remember it was so long ago mate no. so they spent they spent pretty much all week down at West Hills watching um, training and they you yeah, may what, have noticed what, watching training apparently watching training I'm just going to say yeah. watching training you, we just don't know but there's a picture of Zhao actually in Dong's office you can see it in the Sunyich video when they talk about when they're doing all like the medical and stuff like that he does shakes the hand of Dong there's a picture of Zhao actually in the office hanging up don't know if many people noticed that or even cared but it's, that's where it is but he was at the Valley on Saturday and he doesn't normally go to away games as far as I'm aware so I know we won and you know everything seems to be fairly rosy from, from Saturday onwards but He's not here just to watch a game of football. I feel like there's definitely something else going on. Well, the other the other uh, thing that was a bit different on Saturday was how animated Pep was, which we mentioned on the at the Stoke game when things weren't going our way, or well, for most of the game, Pep was yeah, just yeah. sat there, arms folded. He threw that one right back in our face, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> happily take it as well <laughs> but yeah he was uh, a lot more animated he was a lot more animated and I wouldn't be surprised if that was really down to a bit of pressure from from the owners that he maybe thought that something was in the offing and it was this was a very that result was, might have been quite big for him and his, his future going forward now we don't know that for sure but he was definitely was different and you don't normally see him like that. Maybe it's just the start of things to come. Maybe that's he decided to do a bit more of that, especially at away games where we normally get beat three nil. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe he's realised that sitting down on the job isn't uh, isn't the best way to go about. Yeah, you're not a bus driver, Pep. Sort it out. For fuck's sake. <laughs> now, the, the final thing that I'd like to actually point out about the game uh, is the seeming increase in morale 
and bonding, should we say. The, the yeah. team, the togetherness. They just seemed, the, the whole team, or the whole squad, just seemed a lot more together this or last weekend than they did the week before, or for many weeks even. Yeah. Um, before the game, during the game, after the game, they all... They just seemed like the bond was a lot stronger. So perhaps that's because they've all been off on the holidays over the international break. And well, Morabti said afterwards uh, in the post-match interview that they'd worked on a few things, a few diff. They'd done a few different things in the um, international break, both on the training pitch, so on the training pitch, and they've had more time to gel as as people i think it was tats doing doing the interview so i wonder whether yeah they had a, a few a, a few days off just for a quick break but they obviously came back in and wonder whether they did some form of like, activities as a team or something they went away and did something you know like they've gone away and done paintballing and stuff like that before. Could have gone and played shuffleboard um, in town couldn't they sure, yeah they could have done it's, something it's but, really amazing um it's really amazing, but that only really appeals to you know, Pedersen and Morabti. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what they what they did. I have a feeling they went away and did something, or they've done something together as a group, and maybe that maybe that's helped them. But it was, um, it's. But you're right. It, the, the morale definitely seems to to have improved in the togetherness, and you know they talk about that all the time. Monk used to talk about it when he was here. So you know it's. Um, that, Let's hope that continues. Fingers crossed. Now, this is really exciting for us. We've been given, on behalf of the official club sponsor, Boyle Sports, a pair of tickets to go and sit in the Boyle Sports box on Saturday against Preston. All of your food and drink, I think, is included. Don't hold me to that, just in case it's not, but I'm pretty sure it is. (laughs) so we've got a little competition for you to give these away. And Matthew, you've got a question for everyone? Yeah, so how long is Jefferson Montero out injured for? Forever. Forever. <laughs> R.I.P. Proper question. Um, uh, yeah, so there, <laughs> there is a prof one. So uh, Blues-Preston on Saturday is the 96th meeting between the teams in all competitions. Uh, Blues have won 35 Preston have won 37 and we have drawn 23. What I would like to know is how many of those draws ended nil-nil? Now, if you want to be in with a chance of winning these tickets, all you need to do is email us, podcast at wearebirmingham.co.uk with your answer. Send your answer through as a direct message on Twitter, as a message on Instagram or as a message on Facebook. And it has to be a direct message to us. It can't come through as a mention or on a feed or on a comment it has to be direct message or an email Uh, can anyone enter anyone over the age of 18 and anyone that isn't you oh okay never mind get those entries in good luck now before we move on to doing a bit of a, a preview for the Preston game this weekend um, I've noticed uh, an interview that Michael Morrison, the new Reading centre back, uh, done an interview and with Katie, uh, and Catty Bitch. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah, the Reading Chronicle recently. Wow. Um, and sort of the tagline is Michael Morrison says he is enjoying playing alongside some quality players. 
So I'm enjoying it in here. front of five team. supporters. <laughs> Tin pot. <laughs> I am enjoying it here. It is a good team with some great individuals, and it's nice to play with some really good players. <sighs> the team is slowly coming together. I thought that was quite amusing. And then it then he goes on to say, "It's a different style of football from what I've been playing, and I think I've done well, so that helps." I feel settled and can voice my opinion in the dressing room and help to move the club forward. Now, I could have done that in my uh, Liboya accent for you. You, you could have done that, yeah, because yeah, I thought you does sound. Do you, do you want to do it now? Nah, I said, nah, nah, or, we'll move on. <laughs> uh, I just found that quite quite amusing that because I was I did wonder why when he went he was picked up by by Reading because we all thought he obviously couldn't play as that sort of ball playing centre back, but that seems a little bit catty because okay maybe you might be pissed off at the club. For not giving you the contract that you wanted or whatever, but don't take the piss out of who are supposed to be your friends or or your former teammates. Am I reading too much into that? I don't know. I feel like I feel like he's had a little bit of a dig there. Maybe, maybe it's hurt you more than it's hurt anyone else. Maybe that hasn't hurt me. I'm just saying. Has you know, hurt you, mate. You fucking Viva La Roberts, anyway. Fuck <laughs> off, Morris. Well, well. <laughs> I said at the, the, to a few people at the start of the season that I'd have. I don't know if I said it on podcasts or not. Um, I'd like to see Roberts given a proper go. Uh, I think that there's a proper defender in there. And for me so far, he's been up there as one of, if not the most consistent performance that we've had. And I'm very happy with with how he's doing. Um, defensively, I think he's actually stronger than Morrison. So can't, I can't argue with that, really. He's um, Andy can throw the ball further, so fuck you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got uh, got one hell of a throw on him, hasn't he? He's uh, he, he, he has a corner at times. What you really want, though, is for him to be able to throw the ball and then, then get on the end yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those Stan Lazaridis crosses where he used to cross it in, and it used to take an age. You can sometimes you feel like Lazaridis is already in the box by the time it lands. He needs <laughs> he needs to be able to do that, but it's just not going to happen. Now, <laughs> talking about talking about Stan. Oh. Careful. Yeah, talking about Stan, Preston. Oh, not careful. Just a really bad. Really, what was really, that? Really, really <laughs> bad link into Preston. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. But we're here now, so they are on the same points as us with the same games uh, won, drawn, and lost. I believe, aren't they? Yeah, same. Yeah. I think they've scored a few more goals than us, though, haven't they? Yeah, I think they're. Only I think they're only like one or two goals better off than us, uh, but they haven't been beaten three nil twice away from home. So they are. Um, it's going to be a tough, a real test on Saturday. I think at home, the first real test at home. I think. Uh, do you not think Bristol was a test though? I think apart from Preston losing to Millwall in the first game of the season, they have beaten Brentford 2-0 they've drawn with Forest they lost to Swansea 3-2 they beat Wednesday 2-1 I think and I'm sure there's more but they've played similar teams to us already uh, maybe a little bit maybe a little bit stronger with Wednesday and I I do I've obviously lost to Millwall but I feel like they're on a bit of a, a bit of a run so you know they've very very good result against Brentford at the weekend. I, they are a nice 
cohesive unit. They play four two three one quite a lot. They've got Alex Neal, who's a, a pretty good manager. Not a, not a poison, yeah, a prick, but not a poison dwarf like <laughs> like like Lee Johnson. Um, I think this is probably our toughest test at home this season. I'd agree. They're still looking for their first away win, though, aren't they? I think. You might be right there. I hadn't checked that. God's sake, Stato. I looked at their results and didn't think like what their away form was like. So they drew away at Forest. They... Oh, they've also beat Stoke 3-1. That was at home. Yeah. Uh, they won away... At Bradford City in the cup, four nil. Oh, okay, so li- li- league away fixtures though. <laughs> yeah, so Millwall they lost, uh, Swansea they lost, they drew with Forest. So yeah, maybe their home form, sorry, their away form isn't shit hot. But and, you know we can and, always change that for them, can't we? Wow, well, yeah, <laughs> we we've, we haven't looked outstanding at home. I mean, I thought we played to go back to it. Bristol City, I thought we played for 70 minutes. Really good stuff. Yeah. And that was probably the best that we'd played all season. Possibly yeah. still is. Possibly. For uh, that period, the, the style of the brand of football yeah. for that amount of time. Yeah, and then we made the silly sub-change formation yeah. thing and it, we went, it all went tits up. So if we could put a performance together like that in front of our own fans where we seem this season to be a bit more comfortable they're not playing or well not maybe not playing brilliantly not getting the results away from home could go in our favour uh, if we want to do is combine the Bristol City game and the Charlton game and we'll win yeah or, or, convincingly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll take that. <laughs> so, it's so tight at the, at the league there right now. So there's, um, there's three sorry. three points off top now, aren't we? Three, yeah. So prime for a sacking, I think. Isn't he, old Pep? Yeah. That's, why uh, not? Gary, that's, that's Gary Rowett territory. That is no, definitely not. Two more games. <laughs> two two more games, please. <laughs> I, uh, I, honestly, like honestly, we carry on like we did against Charlton and carry on progressing. I, I want I want him to be given time to. I to to get this team together and start playing. And if Charlton was any indication that that is starting to happen, I want him to stay, and I want you to get your money. Uh, uh, so last last you can buy me a drink. Uh, you can fuck that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so last week we were saying that Pep probably isn't the man to go forward, and mm-hmm. as much as. I like Pep as a bloke. I still don't think that he's probably the manager to take us forward. However, if the players respond, if we play well, if we perform, you can't sack him. And no. you've got to see what he's got. And I'm quite happy to eat my words in two years' time when we're promoted and in the Premier League and smashing uh, Man United away from home. They'll have been relegated by then, I think, so I wouldn't worry about it. I said Man United, United, not Villa. No, they'll be down in the championship with Villa. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Man City or someone. Um, And Pep's magical dream team is working its way up the Premier League. Then I'm quite happy to hold my hands up and say, didn't expect that. (laughs) And I was wrong. Quite happy to say that. Uh, And I'm with you that 
as long as things are working and they have that's key they have to be working for me yeah. if it's not if it goes back and it's hit and miss and it's all it looks like a shambles but we're getting results yeah. you've got to sack him off um, he's uh, always going to be with this lot in charge he's always going to be two losses or two non-wins away from the exit door yeah so but it's it, not it, he's it's still caretaker he's not giving him anything permanent so or apart from the permanent yeah, caretaker fuck you sky <laughs> um but it's it's uh sorry fuck you sky bet not sky yeah different entities um yeah but it's it's whether the team looks like it's working this is for me as a supporter i'm not making decisions at the top if it looks like we're getting results but we don't, no one knows how. So, as it was for a, a number of games this season, we like I've just we, been for seven games or six games this season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we, we, we looked at the, the points and we're like, how oh, have we got them points? How are we up there? If it went on like that, then I think we've got to take a look at ourselves and say, maybe we need someone that, that's got some direction in charge. If, maybe we're reading into Saturday way too much. But if we get organised, if we set up, find a way of playing, something that works and a system and everyone's happy, you stick with it. There's no point yeah. in rocking it then. And I'm quite happy to say that. You, you, you've, you've already said it. So it's we all, So what we all want, we all want a bit of harmony there, don't we? So Absolutely. It's funny. I mean, you look at how we have played and how disappointed some of it is, has been this season um, but we're in the what, we're eighth top eight 13 points three points off top it's our best start to a season since 2008-2009 under McLeish do you know what happened at the end of that season? 2008 and 2009 yeah uh, Reading away last game of the season correct yeah promotion yeah <laughs> That season, though, is another one where we should have absolutely smashed that. We should have been up with about three games to go. Well, we said it before, haven't we? It's not. It was just. It was a less and it was less than convincing how we managed to get up, but but we did it. But we did. We had we had Kevin Phillips. I think scored fourteen or fifteen league goals that that season. It's we somehow managed to grind results out, and you know maybe we'll maybe we'll do that all over again. Who knows? But it's. I mean, I don't like using seven games in as a benchmark because it's a bit of a weird number. I'd rather do it as like 10 to see where we are. But with, say, it is the best start since then. I mean, I think Rauer had a, pre- a couple of pretty close seasons when around this time he had about 10 or 12, 11 or 12 points. But yeah, 10, 11 years since we've accumulated this many points over seven games. Yeah. That can all change on Saturday. So let's talk a little bit more about this Saturday then. Um, Who would you go with? Would you go with the same team that started? Would you start Jude again? I think it's it'd be quite difficult not to start the same team because of how well they performed as a unit. Same same system, change of system. um, I'd be fairly similar, but I think I'd probably go with Mags over Bellingham I think 
on this occasion. I think we need we play better football when Crowley's in that team, so he needs to be part of it, whatever formation we play. Um, we don't know what injuries are like at the moment. Whether Vial was going to be back, um, Fran, Fran, Vial, whatever. I don't say that. I don't pronounce it as it's spelled, so it should be fine. No, <laughs> so we don't, Fran, we don't know Fran's going to be back. Um, I would probably go. You do realise that every week I'm still I'm going to. Yeah, I know. you'll get bored of it once and I'll I'll turn around and say, oh, you missed it. But the, I, I would probably go the same team, but Mags as starter ahead of Bellingham, I think. See, I, I, I think now, I think you've got to play him. I think he's, he, he's in that team, he scored the goal, I think he's on a high. And I don't think you can take him out, t- take him out of that side. Um, Depends how much homework he's got to do. It's very hard to change the team, but and you don't want to change a winning team, but you've, I think we've just got to be smart about about it. And actually, I don't know too much about Preston. I've had a look at the, had a look at the team, and the team has doesn't appear to have changed too much over the last season, but you know what you get with Alex Neal's teams and he has history of you know um, teams that can grind out grind out results and and win convincingly so it's a bit like I don't know it's I just I wouldn't play him but that's just me maybe taking on a parent's view I don't know I don't know what, what am I doing I'd, I'd probably just give him some time out unless he's been given a rest during this week or something, I don't know. Well, he's, he's not played in the week, has he? So, I mean, not not played out with his friends. I mean, he's not <laughs> had a match this week, so there is some rest, and you've got to keep moving. You've got to keep training. So, yeah, I think that's that's obviously going to be the the one potential, I suppose. For well, I think unless there's any injuries, it ends up probably being pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, I, I wouldn't change it. Now, we've put out to people for their views on the memorable Preston games, uh, minus the Keiflin Bell screamer last season. Yeah. Ignore that one. Have you got any of your own? Uh, you read some of these out and see if you remember them. Yeah, go, you, okay. yeah, yeah. So Stuart Dunn said, playoff second leg under Trevor Francis. Going through one minute left, Stanley hits the post, they go up the other end and send the game to Pens, as we mentioned Stan earlier. Yeah. Uh, TF suggesting the players walk because the ref didn't choose the neutral end was the <laughs> highlight and in an otherwise desperate evening. Uh, yeah, remember that one? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yes. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Jinks, Scotty, said uh, Daniel Johnson, the dirty villa bastard. Uh, inevitably playing the game of his life every time he plays against us. Very average against the sides. Scored the winner last season away. Very late on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I've got one now. Sorry. Have you got one? Go on, what have you yeah. got? Yeah. Um, McSheffrey's hat trick against... Um, Preston? Oh. <laughs> yeah, obviously Preston. Yeah, I'm trying to think when it, when it, when it was. 2000... Five two thousand six. It must have been two thousand six. Uh, yeah, he scored. He scored two, and then he got a penalty, didn't he, towards the end of the game? 
Do you remember that one? <sighs> Vaguely. And that Vaguely. was... Let me, I'm going to look now. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll read some more out. So, yeah. uh, Ian Geraghty said, losing 1-0 to them back in 2001. Kick-off was about 6.30 on a Sunday night. ITV had the rights back then. Awful game. I don't remember a 6.30 Sunday afternoon kick-off against them. thought I'd remember that one. Do you remember that? Um no. Oh wait there. Yes, because we had a we'd had a fucking um who's we didn't have we had a we had a sub uh sub goalie not sub goalie, a lone goalie in for that game. Oh fuck, what was his name? And he got taken off and Nico Vassen came on for him. Two thousand and one. Alan Kelly. Alan, Alan Kelly. Kelly. That's from the past. That what? Yeah. So I mean, that was a long time ago. Uh, well, it wasn't that. It was that long. It was eighteen years ago. Almost exactly eighteen years ago. Twenty third. Twenty third of September. So. Was it six thirty on a Sunday night? I haven't got that information in front oh, of me. It doesn't tell me whether it's on ITV or whatever. But I don't remember I mean, that. We <laughs> our record against them in recent history. So, if we go back to 2001, we've played them about 18 times and won twice. So, that's a good omen, isn't it? Many draws in there? There are a handful of draws. Uh, Any goalless draws? Wink, wink. Uh, not during that period, but there may have been five or so prior to that. Five? Okay. Okay, then. So, shall we move on to predictions? Uh, yes. Last Why week, not? I, I swayed from my 1-0. <laughs> no, I week. meant to say that to you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I swayed from it and got it wrong. Yeah. I don't know whether I just need to be negative every week and then we win. Yeah. Or maybe I need to need to that all the time now. Well, but I'd... some would say you already are negative all the time. Well, I do a podcast with someone like you. I wouldn't say it. <laughs> oh, is that right? You I wouldn't would, say I it. Wouldn't but you've heard, it. have you? I've you've heard. heard have I've you? heard. Yeah. I've been told. Yeah. yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> so, so, predictions. Um, I, just, I don't. I don't want. I don't want that Charlton game to give me unfounded confidence because I know what Blues are like. Uh, what's yours? Three-one Blues. Oh my god! Three-one Blues. Going with Sheffield hat trick. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen, mate. Um, Do I think we'll remain unbeaten? We've got quite a fortress between us and Coventry, haven't we? We have. Yeah, they won again last. They're top of the league now, aren't they? As well. Yep. They must be the stadium. Must be. Um, They won't want to leave. They won't want to leave. No. Um, They can keep paying us, then, can't they? Yep. I think. Money, 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 money. That it's going to be one-one. 
one one. Yeah, I just I'll, I'll hope I'm wrong, and I hope you're right. But I'm going to go one one because I think Preston are very very good. I, I don't want. I'm concerned that we are we we probably aren't as good as I we people may think we are based on the, the Charlton performance. Maybe Charlton were under par. I'm going one one. And that's me being positive. <laughs> well, I'm going three one, expecting a one nil. Yeah, I'm, I'm predicting a three one, expecting a one nil. So there we go. Yeah, trying of to course be you are. So positive. Don't forget, get your competition entries in. Yeah. Get someone. A nice, I want to see more nice than five there. entries come in. More than five. More than five. That's mum, dad, sister. <laughs> brother-in-law cousin yeah that's five so get your entries in if you're going to the game on Saturday come down to Hennessy's pre-match speak to Wab TV give us your predictions and whatever else have a little chat to us don't be shy come over you'll see us we've got a camera and a microphone in the corner um, everyone else have a great weekend enjoy the game up the blues keep right on keep right on